Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's August 24th, 2023. I am Actual Pearl, and uh, this is a, a very different post-impact wrestling show here on Fightful.com. Uh, earlier this evening, uh, the wrestling world received word that Wyndham Rotunda, also known as Bray Wyatt, uh, passed away, sadly, at the age of 36. Um, I'm, I'm here, as I always am, with Cresta Star. We're going to be doing our Impact review. We're going to talk a little bit about Emergence, which is coming up this weekend in Toronto. Uh, I will be there. We're, we're going to talk about all that stuff. Uh, but also, we might just uh, you know talk a little bit about Bray, because uh, that's something that... Uh, Ray's going to be on the minds of a lot of people for for the next little while, and rightfully so. Uh, way too young, but uh, absolutely, we're gonna we're gonna talk about all that, and of course, uh, the, the thumbs up and the, the 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 subscribe and all that stuff. I, I'm going to be a little uh, a little off tonight. That's just the way it's going to be. So, Cresta, how are you doing tonight? As well as a wrestling fan can be expected, um, somebody had said when we were crossing over from the ROH show that we are all a little wrestling community and we all got to give ourselves hugs and patience. And I'll say it again. If you miss someone, call them. If you love someone, tell them. Text your mom, your sister, your cousin. You know, it's it's just unfortunate. But also shout outs to wrestling for being able to distract me from such sad times. It giveth and it taketh away. Yeah, I, I was saying tonight, it's it's tough to, to watch Impact and talk about it. Um, it's especially tough when the Impact social team isn't even tweeting about the show, which is something that they do very well every single week. Uh, and, and they just they put up the graphic for uh, for Bray, for Wyndham Rotunda, and that that was it. That would, they, they took the rest of the night offline. And, uh, you know, it, what was a good Impact going into Emergence? Um, highs and lows i'll be honest i'm still looking forward to emergence there's stuff mm. that i'm not looking forward to and we'll talk about that but uh yeah tonight's show was just it was a good distraction but it was also a, a it was tough to focus sometimes you know what i'm trying to say yeah i would say that this show was very middle of the road for me and if maybe there was a little bit more umph to it i might be like okay whatever i could just focus on this but i absolutely get what you're saying we should have just spent more time running around a hotel trying to find bully ray I mean, it's 
PCO is beginning to fall into my, what I like to call the Luchasaurus theorem. You have a small brain because you're a dinosaur. You're a zombie. You're undead. You, you don't know. Your brain is smooth. It's probably jelly. You don't know no better. So you got bamboozled. He did. But he's still going to be in the match on Sunday. So good for you, PCO. You got a night off. I mean, did you? You Even in death, you can't rest. I do have to say this. I found it very entertaining that as he walked through the second floor of that hotel, nice hotel, by the way, they were staying at. You, he, he walks up to a very <laughs> obviously studio-lit area. You can see the the lights that are behind them and from, and it's just very it's very obviously set up. And I don't know why, but I just because that's what Bully was. That's oh, the scene of the. I thought he was the, in a room. His room was it? Was he not? He was. <laughs> he was but this was made to look you see how like i'm in sean ross sap's house right now <laughs> it's this it's the same concept bully was in a different location but the angle was down here so when pco got there this is the angle we saw you thinking about it too much yeah the instagram angle going yes <laughs> And then he yes. got some reality when he got there. The filters, because that definitely wasn't a grand piano in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's get right into it. BTI opened up with George Iceman, and he's talking about the CNE presser. Uh, so once again, uh, so Impact Emergence is this Sunday in Toronto. I will be there. Uh, and they're also taping on Monday night as well for Impact TV. But this is even more interesting. They're going to be at the Canadian National Exhibition, which is in Toronto. Uh, and uh, if you're if you're at the CNE, they're going to be holding matches. Everything starts on Friday night at 6 p.m. Eastern uh, in the food tent. I think it's where it's going to be, uh, which is it's a giant room. It's not just food. There's a bunch of stuff. Uh, so anyway, that, that's Friday night. There's going to be stuff. And then Saturday afternoon, I think two o'clock. But uh, Impact Stars are going to be around. And they're, like I said, doing this presser on, on Friday that I'll be at. But uh, the big main event, of, of course, emergence on, on Sunday and then TV on Monday. The match, Champagne Singh versus Russ Jones fine match what i really love cresta is after champagne Singh wins the match he hit the coloss by the way he's a, oh, that's he's what a it's called? fan well it's the coloss in wwe that's jinder mahal's finish okay it's the uh the cobra clutch slam where he lifts okay. him up over clutch and slams him down and then he cuts a promo saying you know they're the best wrestlers ever seen in chicago and then pco comes out and then they're like we're out of time and it bleeds into impact's main show they rarely, if ever, do that. And I actually really like this. I agree. I was so I watch on YouTube and I'm sure you I think you do as well. So it's kind of funny because after that, it just cuts for like 30 minutes. So it's like, what are you doing right now? But it makes sense if you're watching it live that it would bleed over, considering that PCO had this long storyline throughout the night looking for Bully Ray. Um, the match itself was fine. Uh, Champagne Singh not taking him seriously. Cheap heat. Cheap heat was the theme of the night. Everybody was out here just getting cheap heat. Uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, your team sucks. Jordan left. Chicago stinks. You know the, you know the huge, the huge. Um, I will say this crowd was very dead tonight as well, though, until the end. This was so. This was the last of the Chicago tapings. They did two nights there. It was kind of hit or miss. I agree. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this was, I think this was the tail end of what had been two full nights of tapings. So yeah, I can see it. The, the crowd was kind of done. My favorite is when Singh went to grab the, uh, the, the microphone. 
the crowd is just chanting. Like they're just, they just don't want him. And they do it later to Diener, by the way, where they're chanting to Diener, please don't talk. Bro, but like, that's the funniest chant too. I've ever heard. Please don't talk. Whoa, not, e not even shut the, f just please don't talk. Politely asking you don't just. Shh. It was good stuff. Oh gosh. So yeah, so so PCO comes out, they cross over into impact, they take uh, Shira and Singh. And of course, what I what I enjoy is that this becomes a through thread. We're talking about PCO and the bully stuff. Uh PCO grabs a table, but first he choke slams a dude onto another dude because he's PCO. And then he puts Singh on the table and hits that deanimator through the table. And then bullies in the hotel. He does the look up here, which is also like the most gender 2018 WWE championship line ever. So I'm just loving it. It's 2017. But anyway, I just love that he's like, they're making this a whole, to me, this is a whole gender Mahal segment. And then he's fully like, look at you diving off the top rope, putting people through tables. I know it's me you wish you were doing that too, but I'm not leaving my hotel room because Impact can't guarantee my safety. And I'm going to be the one to take out PCO. And of course, PCO does his bullet. So I like the opening segment only because it crossed over from BTI and it became part of the through thread throughout the entire night of impact. I agree with that. I like that too. I wish they would do more of that, but it makes complete sense considering what happens at the end, why you would want to lure bully out. I mean, um, PCO out also not guaranteeing their safety. I said this maybe three, four weeks ago. If all the women in Impact Wrestling ever jumped Bully Ray, I might become Stevie Wonder and lose the ability to see if he filed a report. Because you deserve it. And now you're concerned about your safety? All right. <laughs> all right, sir. Just lose your sight like Crazy Steve. We're going to talk about that segment when we Whoa, get... Whoa! Crazy Steve said turn it up tonight! <laughs> that took a sharp left turn. Dobby the Brain Heenan kicks us off with the Super Chat saying a solid show tonight, but more importantly, RIP Wyndham, never be afraid to tell your loved ones that you love them. Enjoy every day to its fullest. 100%. Thank you for the Super Chat. Um, it's, it's interesting to me. I remember very vividly watching the Bray Wyatt, the first Firefly Funhouse. Mm -hmm. When it first debuted on Raw, and like nobody had any idea what it was, what was going on, and they debuted. It was it was in the UK, so they were doing Raw, like taped live to air later. So so we got spoilers because right they they were two o'clock here, it was eight o'clock there, and someone had taken footage with like a cell phone camera. So a bunch of people saw this Firefly Funhouse thing, and everyone was like, "What the heck is this? This is weird." It was like this strange. Uh, Mr. Dress Up is a Canadian thing. It was like a, a just a weird uh, Mr. Rogers neighborhood type of thing. And I just, I loved it at the time. I don't know if you were uh, as into it or as big a fan when that happened. Well, when I, okay, so when Firefly Funhouse first started doing the vignettes and when I had just started watching wrestling, well, got back into it. So I was like, what the fuck is this? But what really sold me on the Firefly Funhouse is when he finally debuted in the ring as the Fiend and he came out with that lantern. Yes, it was an Undertaker 20-minute entrance, but it was worth every minute of it. That was, I remember just being there like, yo, this is sick. What the f that's the type of stuff that sold me into wrestling. And then when people started telling me the lore about it, how technically he's trying to say that the past cult leader he had, where he was trying to like get people to do stuff with the, um, with the Wyatt family, this is him saying that that is dead. This is who I am now. And great stuff. Great stuff. I, I'm angry. I, was I don't know very, how else to say it. 
I was there for that Fiend debut in Toronto at SummerSlam 2019. And I just, I never forget it. And it's funny because, you know, uh, on the other side of things, people are talking about Edge right now. And uh, mm. earlier today, Steven Jensen and, and Jeremy Lambert were talking on their show about the, uh, the Edge doing the the spear on, who was it, on um, Elias. And okay. how that was, like, completely unexpected because at the time Edge wasn't cleared for competition. But then mm-hmm. later in the night, all conversation about Edge hitting a spear, completely gone because we saw the intro for, for The Fiend and everyone was just, like, glued to whatever this presence good. was. It was really good. And then, of course, the match itself against Finn Balor. You know, at one point he does the the neck snap to Finn Balor and everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, Finn's dead. <laughs> and it just it was it was such a really innovative character and yes. you know say what you want about how it was booked or the feelings that you had about just the way that the the story progressed the way it was introduced and just again the way whenever Wyndham had the input into what the story was and where things were starting uh-huh. it was always strong i agree I totally agree. And I those two entrances when he came out as the fiend the first time and then when he reintroduced himself as the fiend the second time, it just makes you want more. And like you said, say what you will about his booking. You're only upset about it because you want more. That's how good he was. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of which, uh, good booking, Trinity has a match against Jody Threat. These two women have been booked strong for obvious reasons mm-hmm. on different sides of the spectrum. Uh, I want to let everyone know if you're going to emergence, bring some school supplies because Jody Threat's actually doing a teacher drive. So all of the uh, all of the products that are going to be donated at emergence, Jody's going to be donating to teachers who are uh, filling their classrooms. So that's really, nice. Really yeah, very very big shout out. Want people to uh, to know about that, especially if you're in Toronto and attending the show. This match it was it was solid stuff. Jody didn't win, of course. That's the Impact Knockouts champion you're facing, yeah. but she looked good in defeat. Hits a Michinoku driver on Trinity. That looked good. She goes for that pop shove it, which used to be the F four one six. They've mm-hmm. since changed it, and I'm glad they did. To be honest with you. But Trinity countering it and turning it into an X Factor was really good. Trinity continues to use the Bubba Bomb, which is that sit-out front uh, power bomb, and she gets the win on Jody Threat. That bomb, that Bubba Bomb, whatever she's going to call it, seems to be her new finish for uh, non-submission. What do you think of the match, uh, Trinity and Jody Threat? I'm glad you got a name for it because I called it the Butt Bomb. Well, <laughs> So it's the Bubba Bomb because it was Bubba Ray Dudley or the Bully Bomb in Impact. It was Bully Ray who did that. It's just it's a sit out front power bomb. Like, I don't know what to, I didn't know what the exact move was. So I like it. Sit down front power bomb, bubble bomb. Okay, whatever. We'll take it. And the match was solid itself. Honestly, I will say this. Jody Threat really beat the shit out of Trinity. And I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Because I think that for me personally, one of my criticisms was when it comes to WWE, WWE has a very specific style about especially how they present their women. So to see stiff women or someone going from the WWE style, especially to the impact style, I was I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because Trinity took it like a chant. There was one part, there was one point in the beginning of the match in particular where Jody Threat throws Trinity into like the turnbuckle, but she had just stiffed on her and Trinity looked like she got her clock cleaned. Like it was it was great stuff. It was great stuff. My only complaint, well, again, was the crowd was a little too quiet for my taste. But I think Jody Threat being really stiff on Trinity is shutting up anyone who's like, well, I'm not sure she can do You know what I mean? So they're just getting used to Jody Threat. 
Like the Impact fans are just getting introduced and used to her. And I've said this before, they're gonna start warming up to her the more that she wrestles in front of uh, in front of people. But of course, Trinity's a big draw, especially in Chicago, mm-hmm. where she made her debut. So the hope was the whole time that people were gonna stick around and support Trinity. And by and large, they are. I'm actually really excited to see how Toronto uh, reacts to her because she hasn't done anything in Toronto with Impact yet. Uh, come on. And I will say this, and I think everyone in here watching this now with us, thank you, Impact Loyal and Faithful. I, I watch it on YouTube, and I see a lot of late overlap from some of the people in here in the YouTube channel. Impact fans, if they love you, they love you to death. They will follow you. They'll make sure nothing bad comes to you. They will cheer for you forever. I think a lot of people like because even when they were doing the crowd shots, I saw a lot of Trinity shirts. I just think, again, this crowd, to me, just for my, I'm expecting every time, every crowd to be hot. I need you to be like Puerto Rico. I need you to be like UK. I need you to be like Toronto, every crowd. <laughs> I don't know how the Toronto crowd's going to be this week. I really don't. The emergence, emergence is on a Sunday. It's after all in. Uh, it's, it's not a major, major event. It is Josh Alexander's first match back in Toronto since his injury. But uh, don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I'm expecting a good time, but I'm not expecting the same packed house they had for Rebellion back in April. Okay, that's fair. I low key, I don't know why I'm expecting um, Mickey James to interfere in the last match. I don't know why. I don't know. And I say the last match because I'm assuming Trinity and Deanna is going to be the main event. I think it should be, but the way that they're kind of promoting the eight man tag, I'm starting to think they're going to put that on last. And I kind of understand why. Again, Josh's first match back. The Impact World Champions involved, the Impact X Division Champions involved. It is technically mm-hmm. a star-studded main event, but I also am the type of person who thinks that a world title, which the Knockouts World Title is considered such, it should main event. So I, don't I agree with that. Know. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I would like them to have Deanna versus Trinity main event because that is a match that is the first announced. It was a big draw from the beginning. It should main event. I completely agree with that. I think the six-man tag, if you really want to get your money's worth, if you don't put on the X Division match first, that should go second to last. I don't think the crowd will be worn now and the crowd will be just as hype, but I agree with you. I'm of the mind that if you have a world championship on the card, that should be your main event, especially if there's only one because I don't – oh, no, Shelly is defending against – No, Shelly's in that eight-man tag. Yeah, no, so I digress. It's Time Machine and Josh Alexander against Bully Ray, Moose Myers, and Leo Rush. So, yeah, to me, it's a no-brainer. But, again, I could see the argument for you got all these big names. Why not have them in the main event? And I see someone in the chat saying that Macklin returns. That's the only reason that you might want that in the main event. But also, do you need it? PCO coming out, Macklin coming out. Like, is it? Is there enough going on? Is that going to be big enough for the crowd to, to want that to be the main event i think there might be too much going on and again if you have a world champion why not have your world champion you know close the show i think an x division championship or the um if not the x division the old the ultimate x winner dash match should be first too i think x division shots title shots are a great way to start impact because it starts you off on a high note and you guys can go in and out from there but again i think if you don't put the women on last you're going to put them on first because putting them on in the middle of the car, I, Scott, don't make, mm. <laughs> don't make me. I'll, I'll come to Canada. Jim Miller's backstage with Josh Alexander. 
Uh, Josh says he was out for five months and it felt like a lifetime. He wants the world title back and he'll be watching Myers and Shelly tonight. And, and I did too. And it was actually a good match. We'll talk about that soon. Uh, Dina versus Laredo kid. Listen, Cresta, I don't know if you know this, but if there's one thing a luchador will do when they come to impact wrestling, it's lose. And Laredo kid is no different. <laughs> Diener's spine compression dropkick. It still looks good. I love it. Uh, Laredo Kid goes and takes out Khan on the outside instead of going after Diener, which was kind of dumb in my opinion. And of course, Laredo Kid, he rolls back into the ring to try and get momentum. And Diener hits the antidote, gets the win. Post-match, this is the fun stuff. Crowd is chanting, please don't talk. And he challenges Eric Young to a notice qualification match at Emergence, basically saying, you know, Diener's in control. I'm the designer, not you. You came back to finish your story, but I'm going to stop you. What do you think of the match? What do you think of Diener versus Young at Emergence? Is this chapter one, or is this going to be one and done? Poor Laredo, kid. All you did was come here to wrestle, and all Impact Wrestling said was stop that. <laughs> um, the match itself was okay. It was mostly just Diener yelling at him that you're a piece of crap and you'll never be as good as me. I was low-key hoping for Eric Young running. But that's not what we got. Uh, Sucks that Laredo Kid lost. I agree with you. If you're going to do Lucha, just don't do that in Impact Wrestling. They might try to see that shit, apparently. Um, As far as the post-match, I do like that him saying, you know, you were the architect. You were the designer. and You created me. But that story's done. I'm the author. And you're not going to do it here. Get out. I think that this should be the end of the design story. Now, I, I'm, I think I've said this three weeks in a row now, and I'm going to say it again. If you decide that this is going to be the end, Diener needs to win. Diener needs to win, and the design needs to be kept strong from there. But if this is the end of the design, Diener needs to lose, and I never want to see the design again. Sorry, Khan. It's it's almost like it's becoming honor no more for me. Like, you are literally dragging it. You're dragging it. Like, either book them strong and make them violent monsters like you portrayed them to be, but then they lost a lot. Or, you know, because, like, it's a good concept. I think it's great, but, like, you, you can't – I'm tired of the half-stepping. You have one foot out the door. Like, either book them strong like the monsters they are or beat it because I want to see Khan and Dina actually wrestle. <laughs> uh, I spoke with Matt Taven last or this past weekend. I did ask him about Honor No More. Actually, we talked a lot about Impact stuff because uh, that, that time for him was a really interesting time when, uh, when ROH was non-existent and then Tony Khan came and bought it and a lot of things changed for them. And, you know, I asked him about that. I asked him about his, his Ring of Honor World Championship ring because a lot of people did not like it. So uh, go go check that out when it drops. The Matt Taven interview was a lot of fun. But uh, I agree with you to a certain degree. They got to kind of shit or get off the pot when it comes to the Diener, Eric Young, Khan. The story needs to eventually go somewhere. I see in the chat someone saying make it a steel cage match. If they do a no disqualification match, this is supposed to be some sort of blow off. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know where it goes from here. Yeah. They, it, something's got to make sense whether that's eric wins the first one and then they just they can do a, a best of three and yeah. it won't be fine but like the, the last match has to be just a war and i don't know what that war is going to be and i think dean are definitely at this point has the stones because if you've been watching impact for for any time eric young has been an impact you know eric Eric Young give it up in the ring. I know Diener has the stones now, so it's like I'd rather y'all do an all-out war and just have a definitive 
decision. And I, I'll give you that. If you do it two out of three because you want to stretch it out, that's fine. Just when you get to the third one, that's it. Thinking about it, I mean, emergence is now. Next month or two weeks later is uh, Victory Road in White Plains. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's going to be Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory is the next major pay-per-view. That could be your blow-off. That's your third match. Yeah, just have it make sense. And I, I trust Impact enough that you can make it make sense. And I know we've been saying this, and first and foremost, I hope this person's okay, but I will always be pulling for a Joe Doring comeback to deal with Khan. I think that makes a lot of sense. If not, maybe, no, I don't have any other answers. I was going to say uh, Cousin Jake. Cousin Jake is Jake something. He's being a beefy man right now. He, he Cody who? I don't know that man. I've never seen him. I'm sorry to that man. So <laughs> He's got to beat up Sonata and just five guys on Sunday. That's what he's got to do. <laughs> Five guys, I'm so hungry. Oh, don't even know. Uh, Bizarro Big L sent a, uh, sent a Humper Chat. By the way, humperchats.com is where you can drop them as well. We didn't do that tonight because we just want to leave the bit alone for this week. Mm. Uh, Big Bizarro, Bizarro Big L says, seeing the brain news flash on my phone breaks my heart. Brian's Wyatt family run was one of my, fir- one of my first matches. I hope Bray and Brody are uh, by the fire together again. Tears aren't enough for him and his family. The whole world in his hands. I need ice cream. I love the last part, especially, but uh, yeah, man, losing, losing Brody Lee. And then, and then Bray Wyatt, a lot of people drawing those um, comparisons, those two as brotherly as they were. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it sucks. You know, it's very tough. Two guys who were um, very influential at a time in WWE when there were young talents starting to make the rise, you know, the mm-hmm. Shield, the Wyatt family was, uh, was a, a great set of matches. People don't maybe realize, like, he was in the WWE system, Bray Wyatt was, since 2009. He was around for a while through FCW and then brought up to do some house show loops here and there. He was was around. He he worked. You want to know, here's my impact connection for right now. He worked Santino Morella. Santino Morella and Kozlov, they had the, uh, the WWE tag titles at one point. And there was a time when you had Husky Harris, Bray Wyatt, teaming up with various members of uh, Nexus or just people from FCW going for those tag titles. There you go. A little bit of connection. Bro, like when I was seeing people post things, it's like one of those things too, like I just want to hug Eric Rowan. Like I want to put a prayer circle around him. Terry Funk too, the day before. It's again, hug your loved ones. If you miss somebody, it don't care. It don't matter how long y'all guys haven't spoke message them like yo i miss you even if they're like yo who the hell is this <laughs> you, you tried you know exactly uh swingman promo oh my god this <laughs> this is such a segue <laughs> this was just the way i was feeling earlier tonight completely broke when we got to this promo i was i was like oh my god i don't know if i can do this i don't know if i can watch this show and talk about it and then I saw the swing map. I'm like, oh my God, he's learning about the internet. It's everything we said it would be. All the places he's worked, all the websites he's visiting and seeing. He, there's stuff flashing across the screen and little pop-ups like, you're not the father. You said you'd pay my trans. Oh my God. So many Easter eggs. Go back and watch this promo because there's a lot of stuff in there that like you, you need to know to know. And if you know, you know. This was just the best, Cresta. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote Johnny Swinger GeoCity style promo. <laughs> yes. this, is fire. this is literally, I'm going to say a bunch of old things. 
and look at the camera directly and, and put your head on the screen if you understand what I'm saying. This was giving GeoCities, um, I can has cheeseburger, old memes, trolling is an art, trolling for blood. This is giving old, old, old 4chan. <laughs> it, it really gave... I just learned how to use C and say, and I want to donate $100 to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> but he said, once I figure out the secret of life, because it popped up on my at, on my computer, I was like, bro, you're going to have a virus on your computer by the end of the night. <laughs> it reminded me of when my mom first got a computer, told me, don't download stuff. And then she's like, I got a, a virus on the computer. How? You was just downloading stuff. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Tell you, man, he's going to come out extra jacked in Toronto because he's discovered the internet. But just one arm. Just one <laughs> arm. He's like, Daddy, you should have told me we were doing this in a swing dungeon, Daddy. I, I've heard of this place. It's called The Hub. You ever heard of it? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh <laughs> Ace of Base versus the Good Hands. I this is at a moment I was just dealing with a lot of stuff. Uh, good match. This was a good back and forth match. I don't have a lot of notes on it. The favor, which is the uh, the the Good Hands, that's their finish on Aust on uh, Ace Austin, was really good. Chris Bay made the save, and then eventually they hit the Art of the Fold on Hotch, get the win. Does Ace of Bays? What do you think of the match? Because uh, Ace of Bays need to get back in that win column. The match was good. I like that they did the inverted art of the finesse. They did, I think they did the fold first and then the art of finesse after instead of normally the art of finesse into the fold. Um, I think it was great. The good hands every day get better and better. I kind of just want them to get serious. Like, like be for real at this point. Like be for real. You telling me they didn't pay you, so then why you attack Bullet Club just because 
You want to be in Bullet Club, don't you? <laughs> Everybody want to be in Bullet Club. You want to be in Bullet Club, don't you? I, you saw what they did for the ass boys, and now you like help the hands. If you can help the ass boys, you can help the hands. Hand ass, <laughs> new team, hand ass. Hey man, Bullet Club uh, handed Josh Alexander's team the loss at Multiverse, so there you go. A combined Bullet Club is a happy Bullet Club. That's true. And Bullet Club is on the same page. All 977 members of them. I mean, they're good. They're effective. It's kind of like when NWO was on the same page. All 977 factions of them. It was great because you guys got stuff done. So I don't blame them. I'd be jealous too, but there's better ways to go about it. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Joe Hendry and Yuya Yumora have the buddy cop promo and they announced that at Countdown to Emergence, they're going to team up officially for the first time. This is the beginning. Who are they going to face? Local enhancement talent or the good hands? <laughs> I'm glad you said the good hands because when you said local enhancement channel, like you mean the good hands. <laughs> hey man, they're breaking out of it. They're now in that lower, uh, lower mid card part of the tag division, right? I mean, they're above Champagne singing in the sh- not in the shifts. Oh, it could be singing Shira. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really could be singing. Who who else is left then? Who else is left? The uh. Super serious Dango and Johnny Alpha. <laughs> no, that would be fantastic. No, Dango's got to deal with Santino. You, don't you mean Jake something who's going to oh, rip Jake him? Something. Oh no! I just realized that Dango's going to get involved in that Jake something versus Sonata. Oh yeah, I already peeped that. But he said he's going to go at emergence. He's wrestling Sonata, who's I think is the champion. Yeah. Oh, Dango's going to interfere in that, and Jake something's literally going to rip Dango's arms off and beat him with it. <laughs> I don't He's know. Going to kill that man. I don't. They haven't announced that Sonata is staying for Monday, but if they are, they should tape Sonata and Jake something versus uh, Bravo and Dango. <laughs> Poor Johnny Bravo. First you got shot, now you get beat up by Jake. <laughs> That's I not wish, funny. I wish I had the the Tommy Dreamer. I can't play it here because then we get copyright struck. The when when they did the who shot Johnny Bravo and it's just the the crane camera pulling out. This was during like peak. Wah! Just was this was peak COVID impact when they're doing this and there's nobody there. Like there's nobody in the crowd, but they're set up and they have the big like overhead shot and it's just someone shot Johnny and it's with Road Warrior paint on his face. No. <laughs> <laughs> The funniest, dumbest shit ever. Shout out to Tommy Dreamer. That was good stuff. <laughs> Empath, let us share your stuff, please. <laughs> it's anyone. Anyone would flag us for it. It's dumb. Uh, Chris Saban versus Samurai Del Sol. This was a really, really solid match. Again, if you're a luchador who comes to Impact Wrestling, you know you're taking the L. But it's okay because Saban had a really good match with uh, Samurai Del Sol. He gets a lot of inf- uh, a lot of offenses in. Oh, my God. Offense in. Does Del Sol. Saban works the leg for the most of the time and the knee. That's some really good uh, limb work. And then, of course, the Salita Del Sol gets used by Samurai Del Sol and the outside plancha on Saban was good. There's a lot of S sounds being made here, Cresta. I'm losing it. And then Saban gets the cradle shot, gets the win. What do you think of the match talk? Please. Um, honestly. Saban was on one in this match. Chris Saban, this is when the crowd woke up, and this is when I woke up a little bit too. Chris Saban was beating the hell at a Samurai Del Sol, specifically his leg. He was targeting that leg. There were like, hold on, let me just make sure I get the right thing. I think it's called the STF, or am I thinking of the last match where there yeah, was a, there was that a was, lot of... The what? STF was, yeah, that was, that was Saban. 
Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, at the end of the day, how do you stop a luchador? You take out his legs because that's all they do. Samurai Del Sol tried to get up on his hands and Chris Haven kicked him in his chest. He said, knock it off. This match was great, but honestly, I think I've seen a super serious Chris Saban one other time besides this, and it's quite refreshing. Refreshing, not to say he's not a serious wrestler, but he's normally like, "Yeah, we're gonna wrestle, we're gonna do a little grapple." Tonight he was like, "No, I'm beating your ass. I'm beating, I'm beating you up. I don't care. I don't care." Uh, let's let's talk about this crazy Steve. The final interview segment. This was weird. It's like a, this took a sharp left, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Steve asked for Tom Hannafin because. Tom is the voice of impact and that carries weight. And then Steve says, you know, his sight and his voice have been taken from him and he needs Tom to carry his message. Steve is tired of being abandoned, forgotten, being on the receiving end of evil. And he says, if he can't be the antidote to evil, then perhaps he should be the plague. And then he starts screaming that Tom is going to help him. And Tom Hannafin is getting scared, says, Steve, you're hurting me. Then he runs off. He gets taken apart from security. And then Steve is like, he just takes over a stagehand, drips this green stuff on him, just comes crazy Steve, psychotic Steve, if you will. He says, I'm comfortable with violence. I'm comfortable with evil. I'll be the, socio- the the psychopath in your story, but be sure to include the chapter in the story where you effing made me. So that's like a really sharp left, and I don't know what to talk about it when it comes to this crazy Steve segment. What do you think of it? I see this segment in two parts. First part is like, bro, um, I didn't write down the full quote because he started talking real fast. But the quote was the effect of something, the casual blindness to people's suffering is something, something. But this doesn't feel casual. This feels very fucking deliberate. Like, wow, I felt that. I feel bad. Like, if you think about the world outside of wrestling, sometimes our indifferences, you know, can make it seem like we don't care about one another. And based off of the other two video interviews where he was like, people abandoned me. I'm always on the receiving end of evil. So when he turned on Tom like that, I was like, I was not expecting that. I thought you were going to be like, Tom, I want you to manage me. I don't, I, I don't know where I thought it was going, but it was not, I did. This was not it. I did not expect that. Now, crazy Steve being more crazy. How much more crazy you bite everyone, every match. You going into the undead realm to literally get out Taya, Jess, I mean Taya, Havoc, and Rosemary. I like it. I think Crazy Steve is phenomenal. And I want to see how crazy Crazy Steve can get. Because he was crazy, but it was kind of like, <laughs> I'm crazy. And now it's like, I don't know. I might Cody Dean are you crazy? <laughs> I uh going into this, the the first, the very first segment. When they brought in Tom, I'm like, okay, they're going to try and do something weird with Tom where he feels awkward or feels uncomfortable with all this. And that's what they did. I'm glad that they didn't do a whole like beating up Tom Hannafin segment. Instead, they just kind of had Steve be like, I'm I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy. Great. Like, it's not my fault. And I do enjoy that they're probably going to turn this back to getting Rosemary and Jessica back. They're getting Rosemary and Havoc back. Uh, it's probably going to end with him going after uh, Father James Mitchell or whoever speaks for Father James Mitchell and just being like, I'm going to free myself. Now, <laughs> Crazy Steve is probably going to come out of the undead realm as another alter ego where he's the nice guy, where he's not Crazy Steve, where he's like like the Susie version or the susan version of crazy steve where he's gonna come he's gonna come out as steven and it's going to be fantastic 
But right now, the idea is that Crazy Steve is just crazy as hell, and he's got to, you know, finish his story, whatever that is. That's a good point. Like, I don't know if you watch anime, but there's an anime called A Full Metal Alchemist. And in order to get something, you got to give equivalent exchange. You go in for Rosemary and you go in for Havoc, but you get Rosemary and Havoc, but you come out with Steven. Crazy Steve is also the ethos. You got to give a life for a life. <laughs> That's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. I, I would like to see it because it happened with uh, Sue Young. It definitely happened with Sue Young. And Sue Young went in there like three, Sue Young, Susie, and Susan. <laughs> and now the idea, though, uh, Sue Young had the three. I like the idea of Stevie where he's just like, the a child where he's kind of a child sophisticated steven <laughs> that is fantastic yes i would i would like to challenge you in a game of fisticuffs for the world championship for impact wrestling should you indubitably accept my invitation <laughs> so so there you go okay so it's gonna be sophisticated steve and then like silly steve where he's like a clown sophisticated steven with a PH, <laughs> like Steven Jensen. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. All right. Let's keep going before we get weird. Uh, the MKL oh. promo, they say emergency is getting be- weird. It's already there. Uh, the MK Ultra promo, they just said that they. It's going to be their next experiment because they're taking on three other teams in their first title defense. MK Ultra continues to be the most amazing tag team ever because their demographic is very clear to me, Cresta Star. Every time for the past three weeks, I've been trying to be saved. I've been, I realize I've been very thirsty on this channel. <laughs> A bit. But, but like when they cut promos like this, it's like, how can I not be thirsty? I'm so dehydrated. Like you said, y'all know who you marketing to. Me, me and Kate. <laughs> you know who your target audience is. <laughs> this is great. Listen, it was great last week, but Jessica said, "Listen, sis, you got to be this tall to ride this ride." Back away, demon. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be sports entertained at various meaty women of various sizes slapping various meats. I'm. I'm the winner. I win. I win no matter what. I win. <laughs> Let me tell you who's not gonna win. Me on Sunday. And the fans at home watching the back-to-school match between Edward Edwards and Frankie Kazarian. Cresta, we sat here last week and we said, hey, this is going to be cool because they're going to do it. They're going to tape it. They're going to show it to us on an episode of Impact. And we're all going to be like, cool, this is it. Wonderful. Let's go. Then they announced that they're going to do the match on Sunday. I assume it's going to be taped. Or it's just going to be school supplies in the ring, and it's going to make zero sense. If this is a tape match and they have a they have a live audience, that is a giant waste of our time. There is no reason, if this is what they're doing, for Impact to have a live audience reacting to a recorded match when you typically record your your show with external segments i mean how else are you going to do it unless you have them in killer kowalski school and it's and a shot live from there that's what they <laughs> do look at impact every single week they tape shit off site all the time so then again so then either you're watching it live from your seat in another building <laughs> or you're watching-, watching it live from home 
where I'm in the comfort of my home and I can do two things, sit and watch comfortably or pause it for like 20 minutes, go do literally anything else and then hit the two X on YouTube and get through the match in half the time if it doesn't suck or if it does. I mean, I, it'll be worse if they really fought with school supplies. That would that'll, be hilarious. That'll be, no, no, stop it. <laughs> but again, there was no reason why the company that literally just take they tape a string of matches live and and in ring promos sure but like all the stories are told within the backstagers the stuff that we don't see live necessarily this is one of those things and no one's heard if they just film it as a cinematic match like there was no reason and again i i could be wrong i could walk into sunday and they're doing something live in the ring i don't know what it would be but by the by the sounds of it this is going to be a tape match that's going to be shown on screens at Rebel Nightclub, and we're going to be like, do you guys have any food that we could go buy? Because, like, this, 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 this sucks. And I don't want that. I want to be sitting there enjoying myself, watching the matches live in front of me. I don't want to watch the screen for 20 minutes or 15 or whatever it's going to be for this match. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I'm just trying to make sense of the information given to me. I, I don't it doesn't make sense to me, but on the on the other hand, a back to school match, you're gonna skip down to the ring with your clear backpack. I think that's what the youth gotta wear nowadays. You're gonna have a pencil sharpener. What is this? Shank is Cody Diener again, Shank and Eric Young. What are we doing? I think it ha- either has to be a cinematic match or there's a school set up in the background. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. That you venue- take it a test. That venue can't do that. And I see in the chat, they're saying, you know, Iceman said that they were going to do something special for the Toronto crowd and impromptu. It wasn't an impromptu match. They said they were going to have just a, for for the live audience only like segment or appearance. I don't know what they're doing. It's very strange. It is. It is. I'm hoping for the best because I have faith and I trust Impact Wrestling. But that being said, I think a cinematic match would fit the theme of this match. But if I'm a fan in attendance, I'm like, oh, what the? <laughs> I'll tell you this much. I'm trying to, you want a good cinematic match. You got to, you got to watch that uh, Bray Wyatt and John Cena Firefly Fun Funhouse match. That that's, one is good. I thought you were going to say the Boney Yard. <laughs> no, not the Boner. You want to watch the Boner Yard match. That's a different one. That's that's, that's on a different site. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the Good Brothers. That was the Rocky Romero special. Uh, no, you want to watch the, the Firefly Funhouse match from WrestleMania 36. The PC Mania. That was a, yes. that was a fantastic match. That's the one you want to go. It was a good match. Yeah. He effectively he, killed John Cena. He did. And then John Cena's coming back next week on <laughs> SmackDown. I mean, well, yeah. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, that's just again going back to like going back to Bray. I just I I think about that match and I think about the uh, the Mountain Dew match, the 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 pitch black match. It got a lot of shit because it was just it was weird, uh-huh. but man, it just it had its moments. It was it was entertaining in like the funniest way, but also. Bray doing the press conference afterwards was so unique because he was just happy. He was just like happy to be back, happy to be doing this thing, happy to, to have this, this new platform. LA Knight looked great in that match. I, I was thinking to myself, when was the last time I saw Bray Wyatt live? And I was like, I looked up his cage match. And I'm like, oh, I saw him in a dark match on SmackDown the night before Elimination Chamber because it was LA Knight versus Bray Wyatt and they did it was like a dark street fight and it was a solid match you know it was quick five minutes in five minutes out 
and it was fun. But uh, LA Knight got to work exclusively with Bray uh, up until the the, the end. That was that was pretty neat. Yeah, I will always say that Bray's matches, just like in the context of like, it takes a brilliant mind to do that. Even when he was like the Hell in a Cell match that got flack for giving too much Hell in a Cell. He was still no selling it. And it looked like Seth was literally doing everything but throwing the kitchen sink at it. It was almost like an Acme cartoon scene at some point. Like that is great because I feel like sometimes no selling when done over over a lot. We tend to be like, okay, you're you're okay. We get it. You're taking us out of it. We get it. We're all in on the joke. But with the character and the way he was setting it up, it made so much sense. That literally Hell in a Cell hated the finish, but the match itself made sense. Bray up until that point was an unstoppable monster. So That was the one thing with, uh, with the Fiend character that I think a lot of people were, were rightfully upset about and frustrated with. Mm-hmm. Why does the Fiend want the WWF champion or the WWE title? Right? Why, why would this weird like evil concoction why would they want the wwe championship and that's that's something that i think about a lot is what what if the fiend just was a character wrestler and wasn't one that wanted championships how much more legwork would there have been for for the bray wyatt fiend character if they had just done that instead of hell in a cell now he's unbeatable but he eventually will have to be beaten it was a lot it was um yeah the fiend never needed the title but it was so good such a good, ugly $6,500 championship they made for him. God bless. I'm not mad at that idea, but I've always took it as the Fiend wants to just fuck shit up. Bray wanted titles. Mr. Firefly Funhouse talking to Ramblin' Rabbit wanted the accolades. He just wanted to prove himself. The Fiend was the one who went to the ring kind of like what Randy Orton was doing in 2018, 2019. I just want to beat people up. I get paid to beat people up. This is the best job ever. Him and Moose are the same person because Moose is like, yo, you could pay me in a hot dog and a handshake as long as I get to beat people up. Yeah, you not stopping me? Oh, yes. Mm, yes. Well, Moose's tag partner, Brian Myers, is in the main event. Uh, Myers versus Shelly for the Impact World Championship. It was, a, it was a lot better of a match than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. I mean, Brian Myers is uh, he's really good. First of all, Creative Pro, if you know about the, the wrestling school that Myers is in on, you know that they create some fantastic pro wrestlers, including one who's going to be a part of the main event at All In this coming Sunday night. So Brian Myers is very good. He's just not the first guy you think of when you think about world championships. Mm-hmm. Alex Shelley is a guy who's currently, presently, getting his flowers. Had a match tonight in Toronto in Demand Lucha. He faced Aramis and had a great showing. Uh, that was an Impact World Championship match. But tonight on the show, Shelley and Myers tore it up. Had a really good match. Of course, Shelley wins. That's just the way it goes. Gets the Border City stretch. Hits it twice because he's got to do that. And then after the match, Moose, Bully Ray, they come down. They beat up Alex Shelley. And uh, Kashida and Alexander come out. And then in the back, you see Chris Saban was laid out by Leo Rush because at the time Leo Rush couldn't, you know, do his thing. He was uh, he was out of action. And then they do an end of show brawl, and PCO is nowhere to be found. So, what do you think of the match? What do you think of the post beatdown? Does it get you a little excited for Sunday, or you just kind of at the same level at this point? Same level. When it comes to anything involving Bully Ray, I reserve my excitement for a day of. Because sometimes I think that Bully Ray's build, if I can be, if I'm being objective to myself, I think Bully Ray's build sometimes is lackluster. Get into the match, tons of fun. He's he's the worst best heel you'll ever watch, like along with Jeff Jarrett. Um, 
I kind of expected PCO to come back in that moment. Because it's like it was very clear, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I have to see this Sunday at Emergence how this is going to go. But I am excited. I do love the Motor City machine guns. I just think, if anything, PCO looks kind of silly here. You blew off Gia Miller, who was trying to tell you don't go. But again, you got mush for brains. You're undead. You're a zombie. I can't put too much, can't put too much stock in that. Boy. How do you feel about going into it on Sunday? It didn't really change my my feeling. <laughs> the only thing it did change was the idea that they're going to be the main event. Because they did the big brawl. It was inconclusive. Nobody got pulled apart. No Santino Morella and no uh, no Scott Demore on this episode either. That was another, uh, another thing. You didn't really get to see either of them. Maybe they're just on their way to Toronto for the big show. Isn't that across the street? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Th- listen, the match was great between Myers and Shelley. Go out of your way to watch it because these two just put on a good, solid wrestling match. They they do everything right. The board, The first time that Shelley locks in the Border City stretch... Myers uh, eventually turns it into a pin for 2.9, and then he plays possum and eventually hits an implant DDT that looks so crisp, so good. Mm-hmm. His spear is good. Myers just knows how to wrestle. Like they, 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 when it works, it works. So watch these two work together, especially if you're into the wrestling, like the wrestling wrestling. Watch this match; it's really good. But yeah, the bigger story is that that eight man tag. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna be good. But uh, it was a solid go home show that just kind of got swept away by by unfortunate reality and that that's what makes this particular episode really hard to talk about because yeah i'm excited for sunday i'm looking forward to it on a few different levels not only because i'll be there live but also say it here i I think i've said it on in the weeds uh my my brother who is not actively a big wrestling fan is going to be with me so he's going to get to experience impact for the first time uh so far where he's like what are the food options like at rebel (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's a real brother answer. That's hey, listen. I'm doing this things I love you, but also if in case I don't love it, what's the food looking like? <laughs> to which I have to explain. Well, you see, Rebel isn't exactly like it's not an arena, and it's not a bar where you'd see smaller wrestling events where they bring in food. Rebel doesn't really have food, <laughs> so they don't eat before we go. <laughs> so, well, that was always the plan. My my folks are coming in. It's a whole it's a whole thing. But anyway, so, so I'm looking forward to the event for many different reasons, not just that, but also because like. Impact does tend to put on a really fun show when you're live and in the audience, and that's something that you can enjoy. So it'll be good. It'll, it'll be a fun, fun experience, and I'm looking forward to the show on Sunday. Uh, you and I are not going to be live after the show. We're going to have to find a time to either do a post-show or maybe we won't. We'll see how things go. If there's like a major title change of some sort, so let's say Deanna Trinity, <laughs> then we'll probably have to do some sort of big post-show. But if there isn't, then... We'll probably just talk about it on Thursday or find a different time to to record something and throw it up here on, you know, on Fightful.com. Makes sense. All in is that day and it does mess with the algorithm, I've been told. So uh, sorry about it. <laughs> we'll play it. We'll play it by ear. We'll see. And, and also, like, I'll, I'll be, you know, forthright. Uh, that particular Monday <laughs> is also, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, is it? No, it's not. Okay. Well, Jeremy and I are going to be talking about it in the weeds anyway. So there you go. We'll be talking about that and all in. That's on uh, on Monday. So it'll be it'll be out there. We'll we'll, we'll still talk about it. I promise. Till then, let's uh, get this last super chat from Dex Baker, who says, "Cresta, I joined your stream last night for the first time. Hilarious. Demon time. LOL. Nothing to add. Uh, R.I.P. Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk." Those are just just two in a row. But uh, your stream, let's talk about that. Hilarious. Demon time, what is this? Okay. 
Tell them. So if you guys have been watching for the last two weeks, especially last week, we started, we rebooted for the second time the Baldur's Gate run with the wrestlers. But I was doing my solo run after we had watched AEW Dynamite. One of my characters, one of the NPC characters woke me up in the middle of the night. He's like, hey, you asleep? I'm like, nah, what's going on? Character's name is Carlac. She's a barbarian. She starts telling me, thank you for saving my life. Oh, man, I'm glad I'm not a servant for the demon. And out of nowhere, unprompted, she said, wow, I want to ride you till you see stars. I was asleep. <laughs> I was sleeping. I was sleeping. I was sleeping. <laughs> I was sleeping. No, you weren't. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't, apparently. And this, she's like, this character in particular is like Red Rhea Ripley. I can't say no. What am I? It's such her body's on fire. What can I do? I'm an elf. I'm an elf. So the, the whole stream was just me like this. I'm trying to, no, ma'am, leave me alone. <laughs> but that's not happening tonight with Joe Hendry. And I think that's a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> I will be doing at 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time the Impact quote unquote wrestling run of Baldur's Gate. We got Joe Henry, Jay Uso, Bald Randy Orton. There's a specific Dipsy Hair Randy Orton and Bald Randy Orton. And we got Big E, who's a dwarf. And it's it's hilarious. It's fantastic. I want you guys to pull up. It'll be live on Twitter, not Twitter, Twitch and TikTok, both Crest to Star. And then, you know, I'm just going to tell you where you can find me too. I'm going to help Joe Pearl out. I'm going to help him out. Let's go. You can find me anywhere on the internet at Cresta Star, or you head over to my Twitter, Zitter, Exter, I don't know what it's called. That red, that not the red one, Jesus Christ. That X thing, Cresta V Star, link tree in my bio. You can find all my stuff there. You guys have been fantastic. Again, tell your loved ones you love them. Joe Pearl, I love you, dog. Where can they find you, dog? I love you too, Cresta Star. You're the best. I am at Joel Pearl, J O E L P E A R L. I will be in the weeds with Jeremy Lambert tomorrow as we are on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern time on Bifle Over Books. Uh, the show for tomorrow is going to be very largely Bray Wyatt talk. And uh, of course, All In is coming up. So we're going to have a lot of that. Uh, and yeah, just man, hug your, loves one, hug, hug your loved ones. Tell them you care. Uh, anyone who's going to be at Impact Emergence this weekend, let me know. I plan to be there. Say hi. Take a Photy photo. I don't know what we're gonna do, but come and hang out. Okay, let's let's just do that. We'll we'll do the thing. Uh, until then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye, y'all.